0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show more and more loosely orbiting the show Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we often take you down TBTL memory lane, uh, including interviews with fans, sometimes clip shows of TBTL, clip shows of our own show, and very occasionally shows where we examine what's in your Amazon shopping carts, but this is a Monday, so we're here to bring you a straight recap of last week's TBTL shows. My name is Mike Frizzell the jail dude a veteran podcaster coming to you from the deer blind studios where some beautiful little fawns are just frolicking outside right now uh in the mountain room at the ranch in Manchac, texas and joining me from the hodges sbarro studios in lincoln park michigan it's meredith the mvh van Harn. good morning meredith good morning mike and from middle-aged momish type studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hilary H. Livingston-Butler. How are you, Hilary? In SDS. I'm good. Dave was teasing me about my
1: Spanish, so I'm just starting to practice on it.
0: <laughs> I don't know from Spanish, but but I can, I can do some conversational French if you ever want to <laughs> sure, get into Sure, let's get that. into it. And last but not least, the engine, the driving force behind our program from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Anne with a plan, Lundholm. Good day to you, Anne good day to you, Mike. As always, we will talk some LRBB business, uh, give you some scorching hot takes on the recap, keep some house, and then let you know how to get involved. But I'm an ideas man, Michael. I think we proved, but I'm not so great at business. So who's on the business this morning?
2: (laughs) I've got the business roundup for us all. Let's talk first about the Friday show. Christy and I did a clip show on past pets of TBTL. They're, you know, it's, Funny, I didn't realize quite how many animal sagas we've had throughout the 10-plus years of the show, so we decided to go back and um, revisit uh, some of the earlier TBTL pets, Luke's dog and cat, uh, Momo and Pagoda, and we had a really fun time listening to some really old clips. It was so good. I loved it. It was really, really enjoyable.
0: I always thought it was cool how um, Luke was afraid of... uh, of Pagoda. Pagoda. Yes. yeah, Yeah.
1: And Momo, sort of.
3: This is well, I, you know, I've got a cat who doesn't like to be picked up, and I have the same trepidation. I've had her for 11 years, and I'm still afraid to pick <laughs> her up. She doesn't like it. She'll kick you in the face. So it's scary. I get it.
1: I can't wait for a Nightly recap. I'm so excited by that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I Knightley know. was the sweetest.
2: Yeah. I know. I, re- I think Mr. Knightley holds a special place in the hearts of longtime listeners. And Dr. Jerkington. That was like my favorite thing when, mm-hmm. when I first started <laughs> listening to TBTL. How oh, she
1: called that. that. was so funny.
2: Well, I mean, not to talk about a different episode, but the idea that you could be so upset that somebody called
3: your pet fat. <laughs> <laughs> it, you do take it personally. I, you know, I, I. I feel like it's really important um, to dog owners and cat owners and probably to baby owners that other people have positive interactions with them when you're out and about. Like, I really want the vet to say nice things about my animals. (laughs) Right, right. I really do. It's important to me that they're like, this is the most special cat I've ever seen. I don't care if they're lying. I just want them to say it.
0: Yeah, should be part of the job, part of the training, make people feel like they're their animal is
3: yeah my vet in texas used to call every of one of my thousands of animals a a, what did she call them a precious
0: angel and i was like yes you're
2: right they are (laughs) is this the same kind of thinking that leads luke to be mad when people don't smile at rudy in the car probably yeah this is probably the natural extension of that Mm -hmm. well we had a good time i thought it was a fun show so more uh pet episodes to come Christy wants to do an episode on the TBTL fish. Do you remember those? Oh, the beta fish. Yes. I'm (laughs) like, well, (laughs) we'll see.
1: (laughs) That was like a multi-episode arc, though. I remember. I mean, I feel like that was right when I first started listening. And I'm like, wow, they really (laughs) and did no research, no prior research to it to like Mm -hmm. know that they kind of like want to kill each other. It was good. Well,
2: why would you do it? Yes, there was there was high drama to that story. Well, maybe you're convincing me. We'll see. Let's move on to a new feature uh that we're calling Hillary's documentary corner.
1: Sorry, I, I feel like I like shit on Luke for talking about documentaries that I found boring, but I'm like, let me talk about my documentaries that I've seen. <laughs> um, but I, I never do anything. So when I actually go out and do something, I'm like, I have to, you know, shout it from the rooftops. But um, last night, Dave and I saw this documentary called Three Identical Strangers. Such a good movie. And I totally bawled at the end. It was. Have you all seen previews for it at all? Uh-huh. It's these um triplets that were um given away like were uh, put up for adoption and separated and they never knew that they had a triplet out there until they were 19 years old and they just found each other. Like it wasn't like they somebody was like, "Oh, you look like this guy." And then they just slowly found each other. Anyway, and it digs deeper into this I mean there's not a spoiler, but how like this was actually a thing uh a very small uh, research project that they separated twins and triplets to kind of see um, sort of if like it was nature or nurture, but it was like this kind of, e- like, but nobody was told about it. No, Like the parents, the adoptive parents didn't know about it. So it was just these researchers trying to see and like study these kids to see how they were raised and would place them in sort of sequential, like for the triplets, it was, you know, one kid was put in with sort of working class parents. The middle kid was put in with, More middle class parents and then the other kid was put in with a doctor and, you know, a little bit more upper middle class and just studied that. It was wild. It was really, really crazy. Yeah. It seems
2: somewhat unethical. Um,
1: slightly, right? yeah. yeah, slightly, extremely uh,
0: short of illegal, but definitely, definitely unethical. unethical. Um, and it
1: was done like in the, you know, I think these, these triplets were born in like the sixties. So, and they were maybe at the beginning of it, but they didn't do it for, they did it from like 60 to 80. Basically when the triplets found each other, they were like, Oh, maybe we need to stop doing uh, this project. Anyway, it was really, really, really interesting. And I, yeah, I totally cried at the end. Dave, Dave looks over at me and he's like, Oh my God, you need to stop crying because i'm like <laughs> am i a good mom do i nurture my child and he's like, oh my God. um
0: and anyway. hey, was it the old guys from trading places that were in charge of this project <laughs>
1: no. no it was like like a really well-renowned um uh psychologist or a psychiatrist i guess uh, but anyway it was really good i i recommend it there were lots of twists and turns so
2: that's Hillary's documentary corner. <laughs> if, if I can quote Lisa Weinberg, if I may make an observation, Hillary, <laughs> Yes. a lot of your movie discussions seem to end with, and I bawled at the end. Is there yeah. something we should know? <laughs> no, I don't know why I'm crying so much. I
1: don't know why I'm crying. I'm not a crier. Dave probably, Dave generally thinks of me as like an emotionless robot, so... I, I guess I just have to pour it out in, in these protected
2: areas. So in the yes, darkness of the theater. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, there you go. Well, that sounds more interesting than anything Luke's talked about documentary wise. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. He picks some weirdo documentaries. All right,
0: let's move on to a pup date. Mike, how's Abby doing? Abby has made what is seemingly a full recovery. We're yeah. still giving her medicine, you know, we're going to play out the string with that. But uh, she's she's terrorizing all forms of fauna in the backyard. Oh, good. um, She back to eating grubs. She's back to digging up grubs. She's back to tearing across the the lawn uh, to make sure that uh, like five week old fawns have to wriggle their way through the fence to get away from her.
1: Does Abby? Does Abby eat uh, like cicada shells?
0: Uh, she—if there's a calorie <laughs> that to be had,
1: Duchess <laughs> eats this, It grosses me out.
0: Oh, Eddie used to do <sighs> that too. Yeah, there's no There's there's really crunch, nothing she crunch, won't eat. Crunch. Even even stuff that she finds awful. Like she's pretty good at catching flies. That's good. And she'll catch a fly and then I'll watch her try to eat it and she'll have to take like five shots at it <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of faces being made during but god damn it if it's there's a calorie and she's not gonna eat it. You know. So um and th- about that like that vet thing, yeah, I mean they have to tell you your dog's overweight. When your dog's <laughs> overweight, you know, we know this. But uh, there they are don't ways have to of, be rude. Right, right, right. You know, it's like um, well, we want to make sure Abby lives a long time, so let's try to do this and that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get it. She's fat. It's my fault. I get it. But uh, yeah, don't don't use the word fat. It's not not cool.
2: <laughs> well, it's good to hear that she's back to her old self.
0: Yeah, yeah. She and and hopefully losing more and more weight, so this doesn't happen uh, frequently or hopefully ever again.
2: Uh, let's hit on a couple of jam trackers that we got this week. We got some funny jam trackers um, since Jeremy added the field where you can give a description of why you're donating money <laughs> to us. Um,
0: this first, why the heck would you donate money? That's, that's kind of <laughs> sorry. What's wrong with you? A... <laughs> what's your affliction?
3: Explain yourself. Yes, Do we need please? to
2: make you an appointment with someone? Um, yeah. The first one here is uh, from our friend Danny Coons, who donated $6.36 uh, when he filled out the um the reason, it says, why are you donating? And he says, Meredith helped me on Prime Day when I had questions about Apple AirPods. I ended up buying them at Target. Assuming you guys get 4% of Amazon purchases, that comes to $6.36.
3: Thanks, Meredith. I love my AirPods. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's so, so great. great. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know if it's 4%. I, I think we can't, we don't see a pattern. I think it depends on the yeah. item. So we get a different percentage on each item, but I think you know that's very generous. four percent is very generous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah,
0: yeah, that would be a very on the high end of whatever we we ever get. I think. Mm-hmm.
3: But I'm really glad to hear that you like them because I love mine, and I'm I, I'm always nervous recommending these sort of things to people because I don't know what if they you might have them?
0: different size ears than you, and then yeah, they yeah so you might have
3: giant ears or tiny ears, right. and then it's <laughs> my fault. But so I'm glad to
2: hear you like them. That's great. Uh, the second funny jam tracker we got, um, somebody who is more of a computer nerd than me is going to have to explain this to me. From our friend Lynn, uh, we got $13.37, which apparently is Leet Speak.
3: Yeah, well, let me take this one. I'm the one who plays World of Warcraft. Uh, that spells out uh, L E E T in uh, numbers, right? Leet, Elite, 1337. Uh-huh. Wow. Do you get it? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I do, do get but it? I don't do get know the meaning behind it. <laughs> it just means that he's the best. Well, we knew that, that already. We're the best, Yeah, he's calling us elite. That's great. It's a compliment. Thanks, Lynn. And
2: uh, in the why are you donating field, it says Space Camp is greater than Space Jam is greater than Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Mm. Yep. I don't know, though. If I go to Space Camp, that might give me a leg up in my application to Space Force.
0: Stop bragging about having legs, Jesus.
2: <laughs> really, all I want is to be uh, higher in the command structure of Space Force than Jeremy, because I need to order him around. <laughs> not taking orders yeah, from him. don't let
0: him wear that uh, uniform, please.
2: <laughs> well, I'll try and get on that committee, but no promises. And the last thing on the list is throw your phone moments. We have got a few of those for this week, but nothing in the general category. So we'll tackle those as they come.
3: Okay. Well, why don't I start us out with our week in review? Um, we've got Monday, 2699, The Legend of Curly's Boat. Uh, the boys are back. They're uh rested up. And Luke is ready to ignore his growing backlog of emails. <laughs> He talks about his emails as if he's actually going to read them and respond to them, which why would he start now? Right. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I wonder
2: why people continue to send him emails. And I don't mean tens because I recognize the futile hope that he'll pay attention. But don't you think like the live wire people have got it figured Um, out by now?
0: You'd think. Yeah. I don't know. Just call him. Just call him.
2: Call him on his light
3: phone. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he has a monthly bill for that?
1: Do you think he just pays it? I hope so.
3: I hope he's just going to pay it for all of eternity and never use the phone again. You know he doesn't pay attention to his annuities. No, no, of course not. Oh, God. Um, He immediately brings up Andrew's uh, tongue surgery ordeal. And he (laughs) couches this with um, saying that he hopes that Andrew doesn't violate any HIPAA laws by talking about it. And I know he was kind of joking, but it really irritated me because, well, I think Phyllis said it. Best in our chat, I wrote it down. She said, hopefully he knows you can't violate
0: your own HIPAA because you're you. It's the whole point of <laughs> the, the HIPAA of law. Your information is yours to do with what you wish. No one you else dummy.
3: can reveal. Yeah, you can't violate your
0: own uh,
3: <laughs> HIPAA protections.
0: Hey, guys, I'm really sick. I have cancer. Oh, you're in trouble. Oh, I'm calling oh, the cops. Sh- shouldn't have said that.
3: Um, they say robo-tongue like 400 times, and it really started to make me uncomfortable by the end of this episode just all the tongue talk and the robot talk. Yeah, that's talk. not a mental just, picture I need. I don't like it. Um Luke sold his boat. That is great news to me. Um as a human with a brain, I'm really glad that he's rid of that thing. Um it sounds like he sold it kind of to Kevin O'Brien to or Liberty Mutual, but then he kind of sold it to somebody else. Is that legal? To like get an insurance payout and then sell the thing to somebody well, else?
0: Well, the, the first thing is that damage must have been way worse than he was describing mm-hmm. so there's a little little hole above the waterline. you know well, it's totaled yeah they totaled it and i think it 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 may be a normal enough thing to say um it's totaled we'll give you the the value of the boat uh and we don't want to deal with the boat so you can
3: okay so you can just do with it what you will and sell it yeah twice. i mean that's
0: nice pretty lucky yeah yeah I mean he got out of it pretty well. It's like best case scenario. You know, Dag Nabit
3: Burbank
2: wriggles <laughs> yeah. out of it again <laughs> yep. with double the <laughs> sure cash. Did.
0: He sure did he didn't even have to test drive it with anybody, you know, which was oh. seemed to be his biggest fear was having to take that thing out again and show people that it, you know, operated so they could buy it. Yeah.
3: Uh, they they talk about they kind of romanticize lake houses for a little while after this they talk about the beach house decorations old books puzzles like um old board games and stuff and that's kind of uh that the, the all that stuff holds a, a spot in my heart. My dad's got a cottage on a little lake where, you know, there's no internet. There's no TV. And, I, like, I'm not a nap person. But as soon as I get to the cottage, I sit down on the couch and I fall asleep <laughs> because there's mm-hmm. nothing to do. Yeah. And there's nothing All to right. distract me. And it's sort of nice. Does he do beach decor, though? And No. You know what? And actually, I, I really hate beach decor. I, I hate um, seashells yeah. and, like, nautical uh Interior design—it really, really bothers me. Especially if you're not near a lake. I get it if you're like on the ocean or whatever. I still don't like it. But no, my dad doesn't do that. He doesn't decorate. You don't decorate your cottage. You just—well, he's a—he's a dude. So it's just like totally utilitarian. But he's a gay dude. Yeah, he—his house is beautiful, but his cottage is like dark and weird. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that comes from.
0: We used to have a lot of maps up at the cabin. Ooh, I yeah. love maps. Me too.
3: I love that. Oh, yeah, globes. I think he's got a globe on his kitchen table. We never, ever eat at the kitchen table because it's full of junk. My friend Maggie's <laughs> parents
1: have a um, a beach house or a beach condo, like, um, on Fernandina, sort of Amelia Island, like, um, near Jacksonville, uh, Florida. And I, my favorite part about it is they have, like – ten year old us weeklies and it's like that oh yeah. love it's I mean it's like going traveling back to a different time you're like what is going on like Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt are still married I'm like this is delightful <laughs> simpler time Aww. I know time
3: traveling did
0: Dylan start drinking again <laughs>
3: yeah. that's nice I think my dad has all the old Nancy Drew books at the <laughs> oh cottage. my God I love oh, it yeah we had those too I uh, sleep in my little uh, my old um, bunk bed. And read my Nancy Drew. So it brings me back to being 10 years old, which is really nice. Um, Luke's got a sore back still, and he talks about going to the chiropractor um, and the chiropractor basically squeezing his sore muscle so much that it hurts him and he wants to cry or punch the person. (laughs) That's
0: terrible. It really does. Are there doctors in Bellingham? Are there there (laughs) physicians? (laughs) Real real doctors? An MD? anywhere
3: i don't know i have to say on the record that i'm not a fan of chiropractors they're not all quacks but a lot of them are quacks and it's based on nothing and there's no evidence for it and you shouldn't waste your money um it also kind of irritated me that this could be a workman's comp situation and he's not taking advantage of it but maybe they wouldn't pay for chiropractic care i don't know because like he hurt his back driving this stupid monster truck
0: i i totally hear what he's saying though is uh, like that's a great gig and it could take him somewhere a long way, you know, and, and I know it's illegal to discriminate against somebody because they have, they, they have a workman's comp claim against you because it's totally yeah. legit, but don't tell me it doesn't happen. It's right. like, Oh, oh this sure. asshole's trying to take us for he doesn't 500 rock that grand. Boat. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if it gets really serious, he, he, he should, but as long as it's just kind of bothering him and he hasn't even taken the step to go to a physician yet.
3: Except for the physician next door who just holds him <laughs> above his pool. Yeah, or whatever. Just holds him <laughs> he holds has him. to
1: follow the precedent of Les Moonves, so he really has to toe the line. You know, be a really good employee
3: because right. he's such a good boss. Right. Mm-hmm. Gross. <laughs> they talk a while for some about some assorted crap like baseball and Tom Cruise. Um, I totally didn't follow it. If anybody has anything to say, please do it now.
2: Well, I guess the one thing I would say was they really poo-pooed on how much of his own stunts that Tom Cruise does. I thought famously Tom Cruise does absolutely as many of his own stunts as the insurance companies will let him do, right? Yeah, I think they made it sound like
3: he just sits in a helicopter. Right. But I think it is a lot more than that. Like, he'll jump to buildings and things. And he does all that
2: free climbing and the really dangerous stuff. I mean... He's famous in Hollywood for being the guy who does his own stunts, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, yeah, he just, you know, does a couple of things, and then the stunt guys take over." I don't think
3: that's how it works. No. Yeah, Luke, you can't even drive a monster truck for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is jumping out of airplanes.
0: I think I think Luke was the one who is actually impressed. It was Genevieve and and Andrew that, oh, were sure, shitting on mm-hmm. sure. Tom Cruise. Okay.
2: I will say his face is starting to look weird. Don't you think? Yes. Mm -hmm. His his face is starting to look strangely smooth, slightly plastic. (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm.
2: His hair is the hair of a much younger man. So I'm not sure quite what's. it's starting to look a little uncanny valley.
0: He hasn't gone all the way to look like his own wax museum uh, (laughs) rendering like uh, John Travolta has. If you saw John Travolta and he was oh, and he was standing still, you'd be like, Am I in a fucking wax movie? Yeah. Oh, he's moving. Oh
3: <laughs> He's only fifty six. He's not that old.
2: I know, it's, like, it's not bad. It's just like he's like one click off of what, mm-hmm. what he looks be. normal. Tom
1: Cruise was my first Hollywood crush. I loved him so much in like nineteen ninety two. When um, Far and Away came out, which is not a good movie, but oh when Far, my and, Away, God. <laughs> when Far wow. and Away came out, I remember I made my parents <laughs> go drive to the theater and pre-order tickets like for opening day. <laughs> and I sat like, it was really crowded and I just ate it up. I thought it was like the best movie I'd ever
2: seen. I'm like, this is so good. He's
1: so handsome. <laughs> like, I, I remember
2: going to see it and kind of feeling that way about it. <laughs> but even then, I knew that I would never be able to watch it again no and it's like like, three three hours hours too long (laughs)
4: yep
3: he was my sister's first crush too she had she would uh cut out every picture that he was in in a magazine and tape it to her wall (laughs) so weird (sighs) yeah it is um luke talks about seeing mission impossible in imax and he doesn't have much to say about the movie but he did say that he almost cried or cried at the trailer for bumblebee
2: god hillary you guys should go to the movie together (laughs) yeah luke
3: and i would be weeping in the corner (laughs) (laughs) Um, andrew talks about uh what he's been watching including eighth grade and sorry to bother you which he recommends and sort of recommends respectively said sorry to bother you was weird i haven't seen either of them have you guys
1: i want to see eighth grade but i i feel like it's gonna be too much like there's a I've seen the trailer and there's a part where she's in her bathing suit walking through the yeah. pool party and all these like, like hot little, I mean, they're in eighth grade, but they're, you know, those cute little bodies and then she has like the a awkward eighth body. grade. Yes, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I feel this. And she's like in a Speedo and everybody else is in a bikini. And I'm like, oh. yeah. yeah.
0: It doesn't seem like a good idea for me to go on my own on a weekday <laughs> to see eighth grade.
2: <laughs> to watch a movie about a 14-year-old girl? Why not?
0: Yeah, fourteen-year-old girls in bathing suits.
3: No, mm, no. Okay, I don't need
0: to get somebody to go with me, and not Cullen. Not Cullen. No, no.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you and Dave could go together.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's even better. Yeah, two older, fo- older fellas just that's good with sitting with one seat between Always, us, one of empty course. seat between us. The dude move. That's what we dudes do.
3: Oh, boy. Um, I think the big news of today is that they announced Song of the Summer. Um, It's going to be helmed by David from the Basement. And this brings us to three Throw Your Phones, which is three quarters of the Throw Your Phones for this week. So I guess I'll just go through them here. (laughs) Um, The first one's from listener Ellen, and she says, Me, during the special announcement, God damn it, because I hate Song of the Summer. Oh, picnic? (laughs) Of course, it's September, but they don't know when yet. God damn it. And then... DFTV is running Song of the Summer? That could be good. I like DFTV. What a freaking roller coaster. By the way, all the other <laughs> podcasts that are doing their Song of the Summer coverage seem to be coming to the conclusion that there is nothing good coming through. I guess that remains to be seen. I, you know, l- well, I won't spoil anything about Friday, but um, I thought there were a few decent ones.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, listener Katie says Halloween decorations are literally on the shelves in stores, and TBTL <laughs> announces it's Song of the Summertime. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Absolutely. That's an amazing observation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've all been sort of talking about this and wondering, like, are they just going to pretend it doesn't exist this summer? Like, it's kind of, the summer's almost over. I know. I actually was thinking, they can't possibly do it at this point. It's going to be Song of the Fall. (laughs) <laughs> but it's been mercifully swift mm-hmm. Yes, i mean i'm really thankful for that um finally though listener Mackenzie says so we know there'll be some kind of get together in september can we know when some of us have lives and careers and things that require planning i mean it's hard to move court dates because you want to fly to seattle for a picnic but i'm sure we'll get three sure. days notice so okay agreed this is tough i know i um, uh, i think they're very seattle centric here
2: i think i remember Mackenzie had the same issue from for the um anniversary show too yeah. because he's a uh, wait is he uh, I shoulda looked this up like assistant attorney general in Montana or something Jeez. like that Oh I thought he was facing cool. charges <laughs> <laughs> It's really he's hard to
0: move the court date when you're or... the when, yeah when you're the defendant and so you know, they don't they don't like moving it for you you know I've got a vacation planned the the third weekend in September isn't isn't going to work for me so <laughs>
2: Well, either way, Mackenzie has commitments that he can't get out of easily. So it would mm-hmm. be really nice if Luke and Andrew could settle on a plan more than two weeks It would, weeks be. In it would be nice for
3: for all of us. And maybe Mackenzie will be in prison by then. You know, <laughs> know, but, <laughs> right. He um,
0: has reservations at the Graybar Hilton.
3: Sooner rather than later. It would be good, I think, for him. Um, and then they talk about uh, uh, Stanley... Kubrick movies 2001 um I don't have strong opinions because I've never bothered to watch most of these movies
1: <laughs> uh I don't like Stanley Kubrick but I'm not a guy so I feel like most of his movies are sort of made <laughs> do you think they're
3: guy centric
1: yes. Uh, yes yes I've never really met a woman that's like I love 2001 or I love Dr. Strangelove I get that they're like important as far as like moving that culture forward in a certain way, but mm-hmm. I remember watching it. I remember watching Eyes Wide Shut, I guess, which is his last movie, another Tom Cruise uh, feature. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, no shit. Women want to have sex with other men when they're married. Like that happens, And it was like, Ooh, my mind blown. So I don't know. I just think he, <laughs> they just learned. This? <laughs> I, I feel like he appeals to
2: men. I just do. That's, that's oh. my theory.
3: Okay.
2: I think as far as 2001 goes, There are parts of it that are really interesting, but I don't know. I was like 16 when I saw it, so maybe my brain wasn't quite able to put all the pieces together. Or maybe the pieces didn't really go together that much. But my 2001 memory is that I watched it for some sort of school project. And then afterwards, I was working up in the dining room on the paper or whatever. And it was really late at night. And all the lights were off, except for the dining room lights. And uh, unbeknownst to me, my mother snuck up outside the door to the dining room. And then she went, Hal, Hal, (laughs) Hal. And I was like, ah, don't do that.
0: (laughs) Well, I like 2001 i liked it when i saw it when i was young and then i saw it again like 15 years later and liked it in lots of different ways and i also think the shining is the most terrifying movie anyone's ever
4: made
3: okay so you just proved hillary's yeah. point that these movies yeah. are for days. i'm the guy so <laughs> okay.
0: i have to like some yeah. of, some of his movies. michael
1: livingston loves 2001 it's his absolute favorite kathleen livingston fucking hates it so they they fight about those a lot so i mean
0: (laughs) i would never fight with anyone about i can see why it's not for people i mean it's it's not for everyone so it's not a movie that i look at and and say i can't believe everybody doesn't love this you know it's like it's it's for me i like it and i like rewatching it okay relaxing like it and terrifying at the same time
3: uh, finally, on Monday, we do get an email from an insurance uh, person. I forget if it was a an, an adjuster or a, uh, a rep or something, saying that it actually is pretty dangerous <laughs> to grill on a roof. It deck, is. Especially if you're <laughs> under an overhang. Gosh, if only <laughs> they'd use their brains to figure that out. It's not that crazy complicated. So I'm glad that Andrew is kind of more safety-minded. Right. I don't think this is going to stop Genevieve, though. I don't think so either. She seems pretty... Uh, resolute. Yep. um Before we move on,
2: uh can I just make a, an updated correction? Mackenzie is in fact the Attorney General of <laughs> Wyoming, so he is not going to prison anytime soon. Hopefully, that
0: doesn't well, mean. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't SVU. mean he's not they facing any charges.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> they're not perfect,
2: Mackenzie. I'm on your side here. The other three are willing to think the worst of you but i don't
1: (laughs) i'll be a character witness (laughs) all right are we moving on to tuesday 2700 which is wild i can't believe that we're so close to 3000 uh Mm -hmm. the natural habitat of the blue billed cuck (laughs) no no andrew no that was a really bad one um 27 is my lucky number because my birthday is on the 27th. So I'm excited to have that day.
3: Wait, um, my birthday is on the 27th, <gasps>
2: too. Oh,
1: my God.
3: Mine's the 28th. <laughs> I just missed the party.
1: Sorry, you're not invited, <laughs> Meredith. <All right. laughs> um, I just want to, like, have this... I want this like above Luke and Andrew's work areas. You can't hear yard work. You almost can never hear yard work. Stop talking about no, it. No. Nobody can hear it. Or the planes
3: that are flying. No, nope, you really can't nope. really
1: can't hear it. So occasionally, I've heard somebody working on Luke's house when they were like tearing up floors and stuff. But that's mm-hmm. about it. And yeah, it's not that annoying. It's not. Uh, no, it, 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 they need to stop mentioning it because nobody can hear it. Uh, your your microphones are not like, you know, capturing the orbits. So relax. Um, I just was laughing because, um, Andrew was talking about the new Brown's bar, the Westie, uh, which sounds great, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> he's like, it's a, so close to my new place. And I'm like, Andrew, I mean, we all know where you're going to live, you, where you live, but do you want to geolocate anymore? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's yes. Uh, yeah, I get it. It's a, you know, 0.5 minute walk, my minute walk from your, uh, new apartment. So it just makes me laugh it, that, He's basically revealed everything about where he lives, but we're going to just pretend that we don't know. Um, Then we move on to, I guess, like, the biggest controversy sort of of the day or maybe the week is the... I don't even remember how they started talking about this. I honestly don't, but then they started talking about the red red pill matrix uh, versus sort of Reddit deal, and it was like people do y'all remember why they started talking about this? I don't, I just remember they started arguing about it and I thought it was such an odd kind of way to end up. I think up he this. just
3: said like something, a red pill like in passing, like, did you take the red pill?
1: And then they were confused about whether they were talking and about, then they didn't Oh, that's, really know right. What it that's right. That's yeah. right. They were confused about whether they were talking about the matrix or the Reddit stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Andrew said, I, I think that probably, you know, those, those worlds combined to a certain extent. And then Luke kind of got, pissed off about it but i i get what andrew was saying but he just wasn't explaining himself well he was basically saying like gamergate guys who probably tend to like the matrix you know also buy into this like red pill you know men's rights activist kind of stuff mm-hmm. but he wasn't explaining himself well and luke was just getting kind of hot and bothered and was interrupting him so much that it
3: like nobody could kind of get their side out uh um, right and I think Luke was getting offended because his sister likes it, and he felt like Andrew was attacking fans of The Matrix, which I don't think that's what he was going for at all. No. And Luke was, Luke's point was, my sister's not like that. You know, I, and I I think it's fine to like The Matrix. Like, The Matrix didn't start this. They co-opted the idea of a red pill, blue pill, and turned it into a really disgusting thing. But that was not the point of The Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. No. I like The Matrix. The first one was
1: good. I thought it yeah. was a fun i enjoyed it but yeah and i'm not a men's right act men's rights activist
2: so you're not no. i mean i find any movie starring keanu other than bill and ted to be deeply problematic for me
3: <laughs> oh the lake house good lord oh hmm. there were enough other good actors in that movie yes that I think they made up for Keanu's presence but I I generally agree my favorite part of it I dated
1: this guy for a little bit and he used to always go whoa just like Keanu in that movie that was like <laughs> oh, the death unironically no 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 it was ironically but okay. I think it was to make me laugh but um but yeah Keanu is not the, the best thespian in the world so I don't know they kind of went back and forth on that weirdly but then they moved on to um talking about olive's arm and i don't know why it made me laugh that he kept referring it to her as her arm like she has (laughs) posable thumbs or something
3: (laughs) human arms on the little cute little cat
1: um but yeah her arm is a little bit infected she probably got into a fight because you know she's left to fend for herself outside all day and all night um, I just had this little... Do you think sp- it
0: was U- Uli or Ula or what's the name oh, of it? Oh, yeah, the oh, evil cat.
1: Yes, um, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yikes. Down the street. Ula? I think it is Ula.
1: I mean, I, I the I saw the picture he posted and I was like, ooh, but I guess it, you know, in the end ended up okay, but... I just had this at the same time that Luke was going through this, I was having a similar thing with my child, Bridget. She showed me her finger and she was like, mommy, my finger hurts. And at first I looked at it and I was like, "Eh, it's fine, which is kind of my go to for medical stuff with my children. (laughs) And then um, I looked at it the next day and it was like disgusting and sort of pussy. And so I took her in. To the doc- I called the doctor and they said, no, she needs to come in because it could be
0: she took her to the chiropractor,
1: squeezed her finger real hard. <laughs> the homeopath
0: <laughs> made her cry.
1: <laughs> and I took her in um, and they said, oh, that looks really bad. Um, and she had complained that her throat hurt right as we were going in. So I said, go ahead and we look at her throat. And the doctor was like, um, I think she has strep. So then they did strep mm. test, and she did actually have strep that she had given to her finger. Basically, she had strep what? and then she had well, she had strep and then she had had a cut or something on her finger and she always messes with her finger like she'll bite her nails or you know mess with like a hangnail. So she got bacteria like in her finger and it was like disgusting and pussy and gross. So oh, she's I didn't been know on... you could do
2: that with Neither strap. did I. I.
1: That... Neither did I. Kids are exceptionally disgusting. So disgusting. And I kind of feel bad because I was like poo-pooing her the whole time. But anyway, <laughs> she's on a couple different antibiotics now. All is good. But that
3: just... Hey, Hillary. Yes. You know, my mom let me walk around with a broken arm for three days because she's like, ah, oh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad.
1: Well, there
0: there were no chiropractors. <laughs> That's, true. Grand Rapids That's true. That's true.
1: That's true. Well, anyway, so they... um they took olive to uh, the vet and olive like lost her mind cuz it really did sound like it was pretty she must have been in pretty bad pain cuz she seems like a i don't know not a super aggressive cat or anything so Mm-mm. um but it didn't sound good and i was actually surprised at what a recovery she made because she was all limping around on it but i guess you know in the future we learned that she's doing a lot better um
2: mm-hmm. and luke made sure to talk about the exceptional handsomeness of this vet <laughs> Which is interesting because he made sure to talk about the exceptional handsomeness of the guy who helped him when he hit his sailboat. So I'm like, hmm, what's going on here, Luke? Why do you feel compelled to bring this stuff up? Oh my gosh. Oh, I think that he's... he... Had,
0: might have a little bit of a princess complex or something. He's uh, looking for a prince charming all the time.
1: To save his pets. Mm-hmm. Slash to boat. save him. Uh, then in the middle of it, Luke, um, um, Carrie texts and says that there's pee on Luke's side of the bed. So, yeah, you can tell that Olive was pissed and was just taking oh, it out of him. Oh, that's such a disaster. Yeah. And I love that Luke was acting like he was going to clean it up. I'm so sure. Yeah, No right. Carrie's doing that. <laughs> but I was sort of annoyed because Luke was like, I mean, I haven't went to bed since I was three. And I call bullshit on that Luke drinks way too much and has gotten blackout drunk way too many times to have last wet the bed at like age three right yeah I'm not I'm not a drunk peer but like I have many many friends that are and also I like was not a bed wetter but I last wet the bed at like age 10 I remember the last time I did it it was like it was I was at a popular girl's house it was very scarring she never invited me back um So that's bullshit. That's a lie. Um, But then they go in. I mean, this is like full animal talk, but about talking about anthropomorphizing animals. And I totally do it to my animals. Like I—that's the reason to
3: have animals. It's a blast. It's
0: totally a blast. You give them
3: voices and jobs, and you have conversations with them. Stevie was a bus driver. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute.
0: The only reason we haven't given Edith a voice is because she talks all the goddamn time. We don't need own. to do it.
1: Yeah, Duchess has a very, very deep voice. It's like, hey, guys, what's going on? Even though she's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm just... Because she's so lazy that it's like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, it's a low energy
4: thing. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, And yeah, she... I. Ascribe many feelings to her, so even though she, I th- why aren't you petting me right now? <laughs> I don't, don't
0: understand I don't why I'm understand. not being petted. You have hands. <laughs> Get to work.
1: Um. <laughs> uh. And then they go do dazzling donors are back. I, they've been. They haven't done it in such a long time. Like, I think before. I mean, they were doing the big donors, but they haven't done it since before the the hitchhiking adventure. But um, they mentioned Linda. The um, uh, Linda's the Australian, right? She's the. Mm-hmm power out and i'm sort of sad that luke didn't go meet her because i feel like i don't know she's on every episode of
2: tbtl Mm -hmm. since you know for the last i mean she came from fucking australia and he couldn't drive an hour and a half from bellingham to
1: meet her i know i was sort of bummed out about it but i'm glad andrew went and met her because that's that's cool i mean and it was like by by accident yeah he's like oh i walked in and it just shows how many times he goes to Teddy's regularly, he just kind of like walks <laughs> <Sure>. in. Oh, <laughs> hey, uh, Andrew, uh, <laughs> yes, he's he's the norm. Um, yeah, He's the
0: norm of Teddy's.
1: I, 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 whatever. I, they go in about how someone told Kamara Kev not to listen to the boat show. And then <sighs> Luke had to, you know, protect his honor. Like he really did do some stuff. But um, I don't know. I mean, it was a funny show. These
0: guys need to get over
1: themselves.
0: Um, I'm really sad that that, the, that stack of dimes is lost because yeah. I, I subscribe to that podcast. And, I, and as soon as they start talking about it, I'm like, oh, man, I got to go listen to Camaro Cap's version of the story. <laughs> it ha- and they're like, no, it, they lost it. It has
1: to be drastically different. I mean, there has to be so many little... I want to hear what the you know the peanut gallery was thinking throughout all of this. <laughs> right? Um And then I think they talk about Andrew's new podcast, which... I don't know. I mean, I might listen, but it's weird because Andrew like enjoys a clean house but like doesn't really I don't it's not like he has these secret methods or anything of cleaning stuff. Like sometimes I wanna hear how you know, how you get wine out of a couch or whatever. But it's just is like let's talk about how every time I clean the bathroom I, you know, do this, this, this. this. I'm like, Okay, that's I don't know. It's fine, but I'm not yeah, so I'm not looking to
0: learn how to, how to how to make it take four hours <laughs> to clean the bathroom. I
1: know how to clean a bathroom. Anyway, so you know, I guess watch this space for that. We'll see. And that is Tuesday.
0: All right, Wednesday, twenty seven oh one. Are you naveling navels navel me? <laughs> I am um, not. They they start by playing um some Jarvis Landry from Hard Knocks who's the breakout star I think after one episode I'm declaring Jarvis Landry the breakout star of of uh, Hard Knocks and he gave a speech to his fellow wide receivers on on that show um that was more swearing than not I mean I've never heard something so beeped that you couldn't quite understand what the point was because it was just you were listening for the occasional word and and you just hear a word and then four beeps and then a word and then six beeps. So that was remarkable. I think they showed it on the sh- on Hard Knocks because it was so strange, not because it made a whole lot of sense. And uh, he's very charismatic. Anyway, I know uh, none of y'all are, listen- are watching Hard Knocks. So.
1: I don't have HBO. I like Hard Knocks, but I don't have HBO.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I I'm in and out on it. I mean, I some seasons I watch it, some I don't. Uh, Andrew finds some boxes in his garage and writes a note. I have no idea what this note means. I wasn't feeling well on when, on <laughs> Thursday when I took He's my notes. He's mad that
3: somebody put an unbroken down box in his recycling.
0: Oh 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 yes. I oh. I see. I read garage and not garbage. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. That's that's really rude to it is put unbroken down. Mm-hmm boxes in anyone's garbage i mean to use their recycling to start with is rude but to just hog all the space in it that's strange um let's see uh recycling confuses luke uh, which is not (laughs) surprising i know meredith you have strong feelings on
3: it's not hard um, it's really not (laughs) I go to the ends of the earth to recycle, so it irritates me that he can't, he's he got bins at his house. I don't have that. I have to take my garbage to a dump in a different city to recycle it, and he's got it in front of his house, and he still can't do it.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, uh, Meredith. How lo- how long a trip is it? I mean, oh, you're really committed.
3: It's like a 20-minute drive. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I have to go all the way to Wyandotte, which is on the, uh, the Detroit River. Um, and pretend to be a Wyandotte citizen and use their recycling you like,
0: oh, do you try to try to act like the locals? When they you, could when ask me
3: for like my ID to prove that I'm and I'm like, hmm, definitely live right over there in Wyandotte, Michigan.
0: Do you know this? Trying to recycle, huh? <laughs> 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 Pretty suspicious behavior. We yeah. don't do a lot of that around here. You need to
1: memorize like the city motto or something. You know, like when you were under twenty one <laughs> right. and trying to get into a
3: club or whatever, a bar and they're like,
1: What's your sign? And you're like, Shit, I don't
3: I know. I should yeah, <laughs> I should also memorize like an address in Wyandotte. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like where do you live? Um, um, and then it's their house. Yeah,
0: right, that's the morgue. You don't live there. No one lives there. All right. Uh, Luke is mad about the the bin replacement. I guess uh, he, he thinks someone stole his his recycling.
1: By the way, this is something Luke would do.
3: So he's just
0: mad yeah, because he would, he would steal someone's
3: bin because it costs ten dollars.
0: Sure. Don't they have numbers on them though? Doesn't the city track these bins in some way? I, I don't know. I
3: mean in Dallas they were assigned to me. Like I, you know, I called them and they gave me one and it was attached to my house via Yeah, yeah. Their computer There's some system. sort of
0: number yeah. on there or something. I I think anyway. But I mean the city can't follow up on all that bullshit. I mean they they don't have the They can barely be bothered to pick up the recycling. They're not going to do a Filling PD investigates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, chunk, chunk <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? what was mine? Like, Gun or something? I don't know. I Luke is Luke is uh mad because he's he has to rush out at seven thirty, I think, to because he hears the trucks coming or something and he's mad that they come that early. They come earlier than that a lot of times around here. Like yeah. Emily's the only person up early enough in the morning to put out the garbage in the morning in a totally relaxed fashion. <laughs> um, if you haven't done it the night before, uh, you don't get mad when they arrive to pick up no. your trash.
3: Yeah, they've come to pick up uh, my trash at like six in the morning before.
2: Always the night before. Always the night yeah. before. You have yeah. to put it out. No, I don't. I don't I can't put my trash out the night before that's my garbage anxiety because I'm afraid Why? that it will get like blown across the street in the middle of the night and oh. Oh. that there will be garbage everywhere and my can will be cracked and it'll get snowed on I'll have to dig it out of 10 inches of snow or something so I always put it out because we don't have to have ours out until 7 and I leave it like 10 after 7 so and they don't they come to me at, like 9 30 or something so it's fine.
0: Well, there's some garbage anxiety that's not actually garbage anxiety.
2: Right, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh,
0: Let's see, what else we have here? Um, Luke, Rich, and Linda, uh, they hate some house-boosting neighbors, but need to talk them into moving a tree. Um, Not really understanding this note too much. How do you move the tree? I mean, I know you can move a tree. But do they I mean? don't
3: know. There it was something about blocking a view or something, and it like, it
2: doesn't even block the view. It's going to block the view when it gets bigger. Yeah, enough. when it gets so tall, maybe it's, like, it's smart yeah. to move it while it's a smaller move it tree. Now. But I sort of feel like this is kind of borrowing trouble at this point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that's a reasonable request. It's my tree blocking your view. I mean, your view is not my problem. Right. Unless you know, I put up a bouncy house or something, you know, a neon sign that's against code or something, a Kenny Rogers roaster sign (laughs) that blocks your view of the bay. Um, Dazzling donors, there are five now a day. So um, the uh, it appears as though the um, the fundraising went well. Yeah, because there was three or four before, and now there are five a day. Who are these
2: people? I mean, not to say that they shouldn't have donors, but but where is this audience growing from? Are these all people coming from Livewire and wait wait, or are these longtime tens who are just now starting to donate? Or I'm just, you know, it's a ten year old show that all of a sudden people are like, I'm going to donate to that.
0: Oh, well, I I don't really don't have too many theories on that except for. Luke is getting a little more famous by degrees Mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and and a lot of people are, like us, have a little harder time listening to the show than we used to, but we still enjoy it and we still listen. So it's hard to quit because when you quit, you quit the community in a lot of ways, too. And you don't want to quit the community. I can't quit you, community, (laughs) is what I'm saying. Oh dear. Project 21. Oh man. Um, I wish this were something about a mall store where Luke could get some reasonably priced hot pants. But um, no, it's another weight loss thing. And he's talking about his travel scale, which it didn't, he already have a travel scale.
2: No, I think he just brought the regular scale. Yeah. (laughs) That's right.
0: That's right. He just tucked that big scale under his arm and took off for the coast. Um, yeah, I I had I no more to say about weight loss. Any of you have anything about that?
1: I thought this was, like, the most honest Luke had been about it. Like, bef- before he's trying to couch it in, like, health or, you know, some other BS excuse of, you know, why he's doing fasting or low-carb grinding or whatever, this time I thought it was, like, I actually like felt for him a little bit more and also related to it a little bit more as someone who has like regularly struggled with her weight. Like I, mm-hmm. it was like a very honest, you know, I know that it doesn't really make a difference, but I just like, I'm compelled to do this and I know it's not healthy like mentally to be in this space, but I feel compelled to do it. And I don't know, usually I'm so annoyed by it, but this time I actually really felt for him cause it was like, it's just like a tick that he has to get back down to this certain you know
2: 185 or whatever he wants to be at. So I kind of fell for him. Yeah, and there's the rational part of your brain as you say Hillary that knows that it's not going to make that much difference whether you weigh yourself on the scale every day or not, but you get so desperate, yeah. that you cling to anything and you get your little routines and you can't you can't do it. I remember being in college and feeling like it would be getting to like 10 in the evening and I hadn't worked out. And I like honestly thought if I missed one day, I would wake up the next morning and be of the Hut. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's what my Aww. brain felt, even though I knew that was bullshit. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the space that Luke lives into. Yeah. Which sucks. It sucks. It's, it's really, it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's like exhausting
1: and defeating and, you know, and... You know, and he said this one thing that it was like, I know, like, you know, if I weigh myself and I weigh a certain amount or I feel like a certain way in my clothes, then it like makes my day good. And if I don't feel like that or if I weigh, you know, above a certain threshold, then I feel bad. And it's it is sort of that binary sometimes. And that's why I don't weigh myself, because it is that binary and it's. It, You know, it's obviously those things don't equate, but you really can just get so bummed out about it. And it sucks. It sucks. So I I don't know. This is one of the first times that I actually felt for him. And I felt like I related to it more than I had in the past. Because the thing is, like, Luke is a thin guy, but I get it. Like, he can go up and down so much. And, you know, especially for his job, he does want to look a certain way. Um, But, yeah, it sucks.
2: Yeah, it actually makes more sense now that he's on TV. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that he would be obsessed with this back when he was thirty-one, and obsessed between you know being a hundred and or, or eighty-three and a hundred and eighty-six. I was like, come on, yeah. But now mm-hmm. he's in his forties. He's on TV, and this is something that actually has some impact to his real life.
0: Okay, you get you all made made good points. As, um, this is
2: not to say I love him talking about no. his grind <laughs> endlessly. <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> you you're not excusing further <laughs> uh, further uh weight loss talk. Let's
2: just if we could not talk about the specifics so much. Yes. The yes. low carb mm-hmm. recipes and so forth. The feelings. Yes.
0: Yeah, I get it. Uh speaking of food, ludicrous uh paid for somebody's groceries at Whole Foods and uh I like Andrew, I didn't read the story, but from what I understand, the woman <laughs> says she didn't have the money to pay for her groceries which there there's two parts of that uh that I don't quite get um, you're just are you just hopeful as you're going through the line that someone's going to help pay for your groceries <laughs> and two why don't you just go get the same groceries at Safeway uh and maybe you do have enough to pay mm-hmm. she said for she, all they the said
3: she had a gift card which makes some sense but then you add, you, you, there's mental math to do while you're picking things up. You don't just indiscriminately throw stuff in your cart.
0: Right. They bring it up and then you decide, you, then you're like, okay, well, uh, okay, get rid of the, the artisanal kale, you know, get rid of that. Or, you know, I mean. Well, and it wasn't a few bucks. It was like $175
3: though. more than she yeah. had. Like that is pretty. What? It was pretty egregious. Yeah, they said it was like almost four hundred dollars worth of groceries, and they said she had a two hundred and seventy-five dollar gift card, which is, I mean, whatever. But you you don't just rack up that much on accident at Whole Foods. No. I know it's expensive, but it's like you you can't do that on accident. I, I don't know. I'm starting to get some salmon flags on this whole story now. I I agree. I thought it was it. The whole thing was weird. She was weird. She too. was
1: weird. Her there was something about her voice that I was like Ugh. she's like that witchy kind of she was performative yeah. and the fact that she like did she know some of the songs but didn't re- I don't know it was really weird it was
3: yeah really- she s- they said she broke out in song <laughs> at the register but she didn't recognize him as a person <laughs> Which I uh, saw
1: Ludacris one time at a restaurant in Los Angeles, and he's very recognizable. Like you would know. Did he is. buy your dinner? No, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn it,
0: yeah.
1: I should. No, he like you know who he is. He's also like five foot Wasn't four. Wasn't he in Crash? Yes, er, and he was. Yeah, I'd recognize him. Yeah, he's short and he has that celebrity glow about him where you just know mm-hmm. that he's famous. Like there's something different mm-hmm. kind of about him. You know who he is. So
3: I love him, and this. I mean, if this story's true, it, it sounds like whatever. If I'm going to believe that it is because I like it. Um it just makes me love him more and I he was on um he was on SVU a couple seasons ago and it <laughs> I wanted him to be a regular feature. He plays um Ice T's well, I don't want to spoil anything. He plays Ice T's nephew, um Darius Parker and he's so good. He's so good in that show. He like defended himself all badass and I just I want him to be regular on that show, but to no avail. By all means, Meredith, please don't spoil anything for SVU. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really his his, his nephew.
0: Oh goodness! Uh, well, you know what? A very small scale of this happened to me recently. I was in, unfortunately, in Kyle. Uh, back in Kyle, for, uh, one morning last week, and uh, I ordered a medium coffee at the drive-through at McDonald's, and when I went to give my card to the to the to the uh, worker she said oh the the person in front paid for your ludicrous paid for your coffee (laughs) yeah and i know what you're supposed to do is uh, well i'm gonna be i'm gonna keep this thing rolling i'm gonna pay for the person behind me but i was like i had a dollar 50 order medium coffee person behind me could be buying for their whole construction crew and I could be screwed here. This could be a thirty-seven dollar uh, deal. So I, I, I just waved and said, you know, "Mouth, thank you" to the, <laughs> to the person in front of me, and then just moved on with my. You day. broke the chain. What I didn't even know if it was a chain. Hopefully, it was just. That, I was in that, that too person. at
3: Starbucks a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't break the chain, and I'm ashamed of myself. So, Mike, you did the right thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just figured it, there was no way it was going to be a good value proposition unless the person behind me just craved one hash brown or now, something.
3: the guy did tell me what the person behind me ordered before oh, I really? agreed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I, I didn't just blindly agree to pay for $20 worth of macchiato or whatever. He's <laughs> like, I they ordered a asked. blah, 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 and it was this much. And it was about the same amount as what I had ordered, and I was like, right. fine.
0: I should have asked, uh, but but I didn't. I just, I just broke it because I'm like, no. Good for you, no, not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Andrew wonders uh, about whether Genevieve would be considered as his common law wife. Why hasn't he thought about uh, this before? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think 21 years or whatever.
3: <laughs> Isn't it different by location? I don't think every place has that, do they? No, uh, it does I'm totally differ. ignorant of this. I don't
0: know, me too, but it's different by state and it's important. Mm -hmm. It's very important if things don't work out. Mackenzie, get at us if you're not in prison. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Washington state
2: law does not allow for common law marriage. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. See, but now I wonder what's going to happen. I mean, maybe they have a
1: will or something that says this, but what's going to happen? What if one of them gets sick or whatever and, you know, is in the hospital?
3: You can set up. So, like, my dad, before gay marriage was legal in Michigan, my dad and his partner, Milt, set up a trust um, and you can set all that stuff up legally ahead of time, okay. um, like next of kin stuff. Um, they had it all set so that my dad was the person allowed in his hospital room, even though they weren't married, and that my dad was the beneficiary of all his stuff and you know, that kind of thing.
0: Well, on the surface, uh, I have, I just, I don't want to say I have a, a problem with using the term girlfriend when you're in a like you said, like a twenty-year relationship, whatever partner seems seems more substantial. Because mm-hmm. when you say girlfriend, it it's just it could be could be someone that you've gone out with twice, or someone that you've gone out with for six months. But once you get past a few years, it sounds more I don't juvenile is not the right word, but it it, it does there's a bad. lack like of gravity teenagers. in it. Yeah, yeah. There's no gravity to it, and it, it doesn't match the gravity of the relationship. Right. But maybe that's my problem. The way I. When well, other countries
3: word. use partner kind of interchangeably, mm-hmm. like they use it because I think in maybe in the States, it's got more of like a like a gay couple connotation to it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And Sometimes. business, too. It's either oh, gay right. or business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: But like, I, you know, I listen to a couple of Canadian podcasts and they'll refer to their boyfriends or girlfriends, straight or gay, as partners just all the mm-hmm. time. Um, and I, I I agree, Mike. I think that sounds a little more weighty than girlfriend boyfriend.
0: It throws me every time he says my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, you got a girl? Oh, Genevieve. I mean Genevieve. <laughs>
1: Ooh,
3: you got a girlfriend? Ooh,
0: Genevieve think about that? Shouldn't be talking about. It. Well, she doesn't listen. So.
2: Yeah, true. No, Maybe point. we just need a little bit more time now that gay marriage has been legalized. There's no need to refer to partner for gay people mm-hmm. you can just say husband or wife or whatever so or we can sort of grow into that as a more general term
0: mm-hmm. i'm hopeful uh so the the song they play to go out i think uh must be ludicrous uh, get yes, out the way it was. bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's the only re- reason this note would make sense um <laughs> and uh we we uh emily sings that a lot um <laughs> Abby, at at, uh, no Ginger is always in the way because Ginger follows her around, always right behind her, right in front of her, doesn't know how to get out of the way. Um, I sing it
3: in traffic a lot. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I
0: think I think a lot of us use it for sanity. And that is Wednesday.
3: All right, uh,
1: Thursday twenty seven oh two. Fancy dancy in the tea garden. I don't remember how they got this, but it kind of. I think it was Donovan. a Donovan. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Of course, um, I like the way that you like, guys are just like Donovan. It's Donovan. Donovan. <laughs> well, it, Luke finally made the point that I think <laughs> many of us have thought is like you were a. He was a very affected uh, high school and college kid like he he wanted to like cool stuff and and uh be dismissive of of broey things like the matrix and for him to like donovan you know <laughs> we finally find out it was it was a tony joint and everything tony did was cool to yep. him so yep. tony could have jumped off a bridge and and uh andrew would have would have stripped naked and jumped off the same bridge
1: um okay so they started off the show that all of is apparently made a miraculous recovery and she's all good or she's on the road to wellville so that's good um the thing that really jumped out at me though was Luke missed a meeting that he had rescheduled so he could, I mean I would lose my mind and Andrew's like oh, yeah. almost too nice to him because I would have been and then uh, Luke was annoyed that it seemed like Andrew like was covering up his feelings and now revealing his true feelings to be annoyed. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, like it's fine, but it's fucking annoying and it's rude. And it shows like no respect for everybody else who moved their schedule to accommodate
2: yours. That's why Andrew has road rage and other types of rage because he suppresses this stuff so much when people like Luke
0: jerk him around.
2: He's like, no, no, it's okay. It's it's not a big deal.
0: What wasn't here where they were talking about, um, superpowers and Luke would, his would be to be on time. (laughs) Like that's a a superpower.
2: (laughs) If only there was some way to make that happen. Yeah.
0: I can totally vouch for, for this, for this uh, behavior though, because I I think every time I've met Luke for anything, he's been late and I'm a chronic on time, five minutes before, you know, sit in the car. Just don't, don't be late. And uh, it, it the stakes were low because it wasn't a business meeting with our new boss or our new boss liaison or something, and I, I had, he you know he hadn't rescheduled twice already, so I'm not mad. But if I were Andrew, I would be a little irritated. Oh.
2: oh yeah.
1: I have this new theory that I've developed, and I don't know if this is true, and I'm really sorry if I offend anybody by this, but I was listening to a podcast with Kristen Bell, who I adore. I adore Kristen Bell, but she was talking about how she's, one, always late to things, and two, she has a terrible memory, which Luke, Luke weirdly has a terrible memory. I mean, he has a good memory for some things, like knowing who people are or whatever, but he has it, like can't remember if he's told stories before or can't remember what happened like yesterday and I have this theory that people who exhibit both of those behaviors are just really like self-consumed because they're only living like in their world I don't necessarily mean that they're bad people or anything it's just as like Mm -hmm. they don't recognize like how they right. affect other people. So like them being mm-hmm. late or remembering other things outside of themselves going on. I just feel like
0: those, you're not th- respecting other people's time. Yes. Yeah.
1: I feel it's, like you know. that those things kind of go hand in hand and it's like, Oh, you're just like very mm-hmm. like self-centered, which it's fine. Yeah. But that's just kind of like, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's what it is. Um, I, cause I, I hate people who are late. I just think it's, and listen, I have kids and sometimes I'm late and I, like they're taking too. I'm going to blame it on them. They take too long. I'm ready on time. <laughs> they take too long, but I just feel like plan ahead. You know what time you're supposed to
2: be somewhere, you know, back it out and plan ahead. Right. And There's a difference between yeah. being late occasionally and being habitually late. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's,
0: I was 15 minutes late for that, uh, the VW service appointment. Cause I got caught behind a train and, and also Emily hadn't put any diesel in the car. So I was going to run out. Uh, I was 15 minutes late and it was like the worst thing that's happened to me in months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And there, there, you know, that happened, I'm sure it happens like 25 times a day at the the day. Well, if you had gotten there on
3: time, you probably would have waited at least 15 (laughs) minutes. Like, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yep. I have that same exact anxiety. I really don't like being Uh. late to things. Um, and then, but then I, I, it's funny because I'll be way early to something or be on time and then I have to wait a really long time and that doesn't bother me one little bit.
0: Nope. No. No. As long as I'm not the, yes, the problem. as long as it's
3: not my fault. <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, being late yeah. and being lost are the two things that I hate. Mm. lost. Uh, and that doesn't happen as much now with, you know, Waze no. and Google Maps and stuff. But I just remember.
0: But it makes it really more frustrating when it does yes. happen, Yes,
1: I couldn't find the store the other day. And I was looking, and I'm like, where is it? I was like screaming, Bridget's in the car. And I'm right. like, what
0: the fuck right. is Back in the day, you would have been like... Uh, it's supposed to be around here. Well, I get I? lost but now. It's like, like God damn it! Yeah, like when
3: the Starbucks is inside a grocery store, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like driving forever trying yeah. to find it. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna stop and go into a grocery store. I'm Never mind. Sorry, no.
0: Am I a peasant? No, I'm not doing this. No. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a farmer? <laughs> um, get out of my vehicle. Are we'll we back in the
2: 1800s? No, don't think so. Um. Uh they,
1: Okay, so then they move on to t-shirt talk, which, you know, we, it was like a storm of <laughs> Bruin over oh boy. this t-shirt, this fucking t-shirt. It's so ugly. That's part of the problem is that it's somewhat offensive on ladies, but it's also fucking ugly. Like, I don't yeah. really, the colors aren't even good. Like, they're kind of muted, weird yeah. colors uh, that don't match. Like I mean, they don't, like, correspond
3: with each other at all. Um I don't, it's a bright, bright, bright blue is not my color. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They look like, what if the Buffalo Bills decided, decided to frame their breasts?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's really gross, but I am, you know, um, Andrew uh, said something that like I, I think about now and as I get older, I think about it is that he needs to be more assertive and sometimes I find myself disagreeing just to like get along, but I, Mm -hmm. The thing that I've said this before, but the thing that I find as I get older is the more that I'm like, I don't really give a shit what people think about me because I'm almost 40. So I, you know, I'm going to say my piece because I have something valuable to contribute to it. So I'm glad that Andrew said that. But then it annoyed me because Luke was like defending Andrew, which is a sweet instinct. But also this is what I say to Dave. Dave. Like, when we're in an argument, I say, stop digging your heels in and just say, I'm sorry, I fucked up. That will go so far as, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not admitting to, like, murdering anybody. Just saying, like, I'm sorry, I fucked up. This was, like, a bad t-shirt design. I should have pushed harder. Like, that's it. That's the end of the story. Yeah, it's not
3: the end of the
0: world. The first time you do it, it's very disarming to to your partner, at least. You know, because they're used to you getting defensive and then you go, oh, yeah, that was a big mistake. I'm really sorry. (laughs) What can I do to make that right and then you just get this blank look as they're ready to brawl <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs>
2: you're like i was ready um well i totally understand andrews impulse to be like it wasn't my fault it wasn't my fault mm. i tried i tried i swear i tried i said they didn't listen um and and i do wonder um how assertive he was and he yeah. said he needed to be more assertive but he's like i raised this in emails half the time when i'm like i tried so hard i go back and i look and i'm like i made one <laughs> sort of offhand reference yeah. like well
3: and well, even if you're sure it kind of isn't the point like he, he said something he, he he gave his opinion what they should have done is ordered a mock-up yeah right? yeah you know order a, a shirt and have a couple of people try it on i mean christy does that with our merch yep also just a hot dog on a t-shirt that's like it's like big johnson's like what that is (laughs) on
1: the
2: chest of a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt yeah it's not like it was a huge surprise Mm
4: -hmm.
2: (laughs) any number of people (laughs) looked at it online and went oh well that's not gonna turn out well (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean you know i'm glad that they're gonna like do
1: i I will. I'm glad that they say they're going to do something about it. I will be surprised if they actually do something about oh, it. What but. they can do, yeah, I don't know. And I Does don't I know if anybody's going to say, "I want a new shirt." But I mean, hopefully somebody will say that. I can't remember what I ordered, so mm, we'll see what happens.
2: And you know, I do feel bad for Andrew because he was excited about this merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit of a rude awakening. I'm not thrilled with the hat either. Coffee mug is fine.
1: It's, mm-hmm. It seems big and a nice color. I just blue. don't
2: need. I don't need a wiener on anything. <laughs> I don't need more I hot dogs. Mean, in interpret in my life. that you, how you, you don't will. need
0: to wear any wieners.
2: <laughs> yeah, any kind of wieners, really. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a girl, and I already have one. So I mean, <laughs> neither one of us has use of a of, of a, another wiener, a wiener. Uh.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, hopefully they'll learn their lesson, but likely not. What, what's going to be on it next week, next year? I don't even know. Um, they talk about the story that was Reporters Without Borders talked about how, I guess, the Alexa's just default to um, a public radio station. I don't, I don't know. Fine, story-
2: funny.
1: I know. i I know. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And I, I actually like hate when people say, oh, you know, NPR is so left-leaning. It really isn't. Like, it's not that Mm left-leaning. And if you look at it on the spectrum, it's not like the Huffington Post. Maybe it is, like, a notch on the left side, like, a literal, like, tiny beat on the left side of things. Yeah, because so is the truth. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, I don't know. I'm like... Preach. it's It's a news outlet. They interview people you know all the time that I don't agree with and they do fair yeah they do they do fair and sometimes I'm like why are you interviewing this person they're bullshit but they interview a wide spectrum of people I think that they you know really cover both sides to a degree that I don't even like it sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I don't know what are they gonna play Fox News what's the equivalent there's uh, Alex Jones like there's no equivalent to it I don't think so I don't know I thought it was sort of a Silly article, but um, but i we do have an alexa i put, I wrote Alexis, we do have an Alexa or a <laughs> a robot timer, whatever, and honestly, all we use it for we use it for two things: sometimes a timer for my kitchen, also, the kids like to ask Alexa t- to tell a joke, and like that's it. That's it. That's, like, the extent. And I guess she plays music sometimes, but it's always, like, Bridget's, you know, like, play Kids Bop or, like, play Mm -hmm. Pitbull. Like, that's basically the extent.
3: (laughs) I have a Google Home thing in my kitchen that wasn't my choice, and I don't like it. I use it to play music sometimes because it is a speaker, but I go onto the app on my phone to pick the music and play it because talking to it is a nightmare. It's it's terrible at at knowing what I want it to do, so... I just find it in Google Play and then play it on the the speaker. Oh, I thought Andrew <sighs> made an excellent point about this, where it
2: feels like him, that it's a solution in search of a problem. And yes. and that's how I feel. I yeah. don't have one. I don't need one. I can turn the lights on by myself. And as you, you say, can. Meredith, if I, <laughs> I want to listen to something, it's not like it's a real hardship to
3: pick up my phone and do it. Yeah.
1: Now, and, you know, if they did, you know, they always talk about how you play podcasts through them, which is what I'm generally listening to. But they don't really it's hard to talk to it and tell it, you know, play TBTL episode, whatever, you know, 2702. It's it's not. How do you know that without looking at your phone, in exactly. which case you could just play it on your phone? <laughs> it's not that instinctual. I mean, I might actually the like. I, I actually got some good advice where it was asking, you know, how many cups are in a gallon or whatever? Like, I was like, ooh, I should sure. pass that. That's kind of a good idea. But beyond that, I don't, I don't know. I just look it up. uh they, Yeah, so they're basically for my kids at this point. um They started talking about this guy, Jarecki, who had some, like, roulette strategies. I don't know. I play nickel slots. Like, that's my interest. I like to waste money at casinos. So... Um, <laughs> That's, I don't, I mean, roulette's sort of fun when you're drunk, but I don't know strategies <laughs> around it. Uh, uh, Mike, do you have any feelings?
0: Uh, Roulette is, it's like pull tabs. It's gambling for babies. You know, you, just, <laughs> you put some money on a number. Is it going to hit that number? I mean, That's I want to, I want to be skill. involved in, w- with the gambling. I know, I know there's still a margin, like in, um, in Blackjack, it's like a, Two and a half percent margin for the house, but but I'm playing. I'm engaged. I'm talking. to... I, I don't know. It's. I have a hard time with a lot of baby gambling, <laughs> lottery tickets and nickel slots. And,
2: <laughs> well, the babies can't start with <laughs> poker.
0: Oh, uh, I'm not even much of a poker player either. I just just you know blackjack's good for me. I love blackjack. So, I do. Yeah. It's a social game too. I mean roulette can be social, craps can be very social, but uh I I just like blackjack because I'm I'm playing and I have a strategy and it's my strategy gets me to that two and a half percent margin. And meanwhile people around me their strategy gives more back to the house.
3: I really don't like I think I've said this plenty of times in the show, but I do not like casinos and I nope. do not like gambling. The first time I went to a casino was, and this is maybe a uniquely Michigan, well, maybe a uniquely border to Canada state experience, because I think Bobby's done this, is when you turn 19, you go to Canada and you have your legal drink, um, or many drinks,
4: as the case (laughs) may be. And so I did that when
3: I was 19, and Windsor is a strange town, and the only place that we could find that was open um, was uh, the casino. So we went to the casino, and I hadn't planned out what I was going to order ahead of time, and the first drink that came into my head was a Long Island iced tea. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's what I ordered. <laughs> it was disgusting. And I think I played, I was like, huh, I wonder if I like gambling, and I played probably some nickel slots or something, and I was like, nope, sure don't, because I just lost $20 in nickels. Yeah. Bye. Right. And that was the end of my gambling career.
0: <laughs> well, uh, nickel slots and penny slots, they are it's very deceptive because you think, oh, well, I'm gambling a nickel. No. No. If you do the max bet you're you're betting ten twenty dollars because you're betting on all sorts of lines and so many nickels on so many lines so that that's how they get you by calling it a, a nickel mm-hmm. listen though like and, uh, and my how soul in my a soul lot.
1: I'm like a seventy. 70- five-year-old lady like i want to like sit mm-hmm. there with like a cigarette and like a white russian and be playing nickel slots and i would be so happy it's just like playing candy yeah. crush basically except that i'm wasting money mm-hmm. um like i intellectually know it's not great but i <laughs> nonetheless enjoy it but i am sort of cheap too so i start getting panicky i'm like oh, i'm wasting so much money this is why i need to be rich yeah. i just need to be able to do that all the time um <laughs> um then they go on to a big old Blursday's, Days, you know, marathon. And I just was like, oh, my God, it's still going. It's still going. It went on for like 10 minutes, just Blursday Day mm-hmm. after Blursday, Day, which I'm glad they got it in, I guess, because they promised it. But it was did not make for, you know, scintillating podcasting. Um, and then. Luke talked about how he's obsessed with Mac Miller. I don't really know. I mean, all I know is that he was dating Ariana Grande because apparently I'm like on top of all the Ariana Grande news. <laughs> but um, I I knew that about him. The song was fine, but I it was fine. It was fine. But then uh, Andrew mentioned that they use it on "After These Messages," and the way that Luke was like, "Oh yeah," I was thinking, do you think that Luke listens to "After These Messages"?
0: No, <laughs> of course he not doesn't. Not a chance. <laughs>
2: no he way. said something like, "I never heard it." I mean. Except (laughs) (laughs) after these messages.
1: (laughs) I'm like, don't out. I mean, there's no way. There's no way. Um, But yeah, that was my that was my final thought
2: on Thursday. So on to Friday. All right. Friday, number 2703. The Andrew of everything. I went on a real roller coaster with this episode. I don't typically enjoy uh, recapping Fridays because I find that they're usually kind of long and rambly, and it's really hard to take notes on that. Um, And then I was like, oh, shit, Song of the (laughs) Summer Discussion? No! And then I started listening to it, and I was like, oh, right, Song of the Summer Discussion. I'm not taking notes on all these different songs. So it turned out to actually be uh, quite an easy day for me. I don't have a, a whole lot to say about it. Other than we have the pleasure of David from the basement on the show uh, at Walsh Walsh and Doormat with Luke and Andrew to talk about Song of the Summer, and this is exactly the right way to do this. Yes. We've said this before; we discussed it mm-hmm. last year. They got to put David in charge of it, and he handled it perfectly. Yep, it was so much better than the bracket reveal last year because. Last year, Andrew came with like 30 to 40 songs that he wanted to discuss with Luke. And they went through them like one by one. And then Luke was like, yeah, I really like this. But uh, here's another song that I like by this artist from five years ago. And I was like, no. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. having David come up with the bracket before we even start the discussion was just perfect. The right way to do it. He... He has a much better handle on the Song of the Summer vibe, I think, than Luke and Andrew do, Uh, and he seems to have a more chillaxed version of that, which is fine, I think, is good, and he did his homework and picked a lot of different types of songs that he thought would really fit well into the competition, so well done, David. He keeps them quite focused. Luke did not get in hardly any tangents. Uh, Maybe it was because... David had to get to work. So they were up against Probably. some time pressures. There
1: was one time where he was like, okay, let's get this back on track. And Luke was like, whoa. Like, you know, here, I know here, here <laughs> he cracked
2: the whip a couple of times. <laughs> it was really good. It was really um, good. Also, I found that he minimized the personal cheerleading from Luke and Andrew, because I complained about that last year, is that I thought they were going really heavy on a couple of songs. And how can you Mm -hmm. expect that to not influence the people that are listening and voting? That's just people, right? So there were definitely a couple of favorites that they um, threw their hats in for, but it wasn't anything like last year. So that was, that was great. And- Well, hey, about
0: David, he can't be David from the basement anymore. So I have a new um a new one he's d-f-t-s uh d-s david from the sparsely furnished one bedroom apartment d-f-t-s-f-o-b-a oh that rolls right off the top Just, good it Super does easy. it does
2: all right well well you run that by him and see see what he you think what's the sound effect
3: for that <laughs> just some echoey
4: the sound of a milk an apartment hallway door floor. just
0: opening and closing
2: mm. <laughs> um uh, i wrote down a couple of thoughts that i had on this that uh, uh turns out that jack black is overly demonstrative with a guitar did you guys know
3: this
4: <laughs> oh, no <wow.
3: laughs> what an observation
2: um uh, Kiki Lolo came up with a great idea of having shareable brackets so you could actually do a bracket challenge and fill it out. And they should do a prize, you know, for whoever gets that. Yeah. I think that would be a good – I mean, that's too much work for Luke and Andrew to do, but Kiki
0: could get A billion dollars from Warren Buffett exactly, for the bracket. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I think that's a good addition to it. Um, and the last thing was we almost – almost – Got out of there with no discussions of whether or not something was too on the nose. Oh, we yeah. had one reference. I think it was when they were talking about churches. Yeah, they said churches. something about the lyrics that was the longest. Too on the nose. And I was like, so close. <laughs>
1: I might have 30 seconds ahead during uh, that conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah, recapping this day. <laughs> I I really don't care about how Luke and Andrew feel about certain bands. It's on the nose that
1: they discuss stuff on the nose all the time, like that they're parenting themselves.
2: That's very meta. (laughs) Um, And I I thought that there were um, some songs that weren't to my taste, but I also thought that there were some good songs on the list. I mean, you can definitely see a reflection of what David likes, but... I am. I thought it was much more coherent than anything that Luke and
3: Andrew have come oh, up yeah. with. Oh so yeah, absolutely.
2: I am hopeful for this year. That's all I got. Any other thoughts about Song of the Summer?
0: Um. Well, uh, I'm glad it's going to be over with quickly. Uh, I'd like to get the date of the picnic because I already know when I'm going to be in Seattle, and it would be nice if it fell within that week. You but, should
1: tell. You should tell um, them. That yeah. when you're going to be in because it doesn't seem like they had nailed down the date or anything so maybe that would yeah, yeah. put some weight on it.
0: I'll, I'm, I'll send an email this afternoon and see if see if they already have something in mind and if not maybe try to squeeze it in that week.
1: I don't know. I liked some of the songs and then a lot of them were new to me. I mean, I love Casey Musgraves. High Horse isn't my favorite song on that album, but it's fun and I feel. Um, the way I mean, I know it's like on the nose, but I feel that way about a lot of people I work with. So it's a like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I like some of the songs. I went and got a massage on Friday night. Um, There's like a new foot massage place that opened near by me. So when I was like done getting my foot massage at 10 o'clock at night, which it's not weird. It's a normal place. It just, mm. they stay open late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I was in a really good mood. So <laughs> when I was listening to the songs, I was like, I love this. Song. This song's great. And now I think if I listen to it in the light of day, I might be like, it's fine. I mean, I do like that Tessa Violet song a lot. The crush. Yeah. That song? was a good song. It was, was weird, great. but it
2: was good. I really yeah. liked it. So we'll see. I was kind of digging the Inuit song. Yeah. Not that I would vote for it, <laughs> but you know what?
3: It, it was, was different. Good. Yeah. It was interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some good stuff
0: going on in there. It's the best Inuit song I've heard this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. At least top three.
1: I actually, I think that what betrays my age the most is I don't get Drake. Like, I like Drake and Degrassi because that's, like, how I know him, you know, first and foremost. But his style is very droning to me, and I don't, like, mm-hmm. it kind of makes me, like... There's not a good beat to it. It just seems Yeah, he's
3: like, really hit or miss yeah. for me. Um some of them I really really like, most of them I don't. I like him as like a
1: person. Like I think he's funny and, you know, he seems like a theater kid, so I enjoy him cuz he'll perform yeah. and stuff, but I don't yeah, it's like it just seems like
2: so I
3: really liked him on SNL. I think yes. he should just do that. Yes.
2: He's he's a better singer than most rappers are. For sure. So I, I read like
3: an I read an interview with his voice coach, and it's like something he takes really seriously is honing his voice, and he wants to sing without auto tune, and he really, really, really wants to improve his singing. Which I don't know if he's accomplished it, but he is like he he's definitely better than than most. For sure. I, I think that's why I don't get into a lot of rap because I need
2: melody and harmony, and not mm-hmm. just in the hook, and so a lot of. Rap just doesn't appeal to me because of that, and so, I, I mean, I don't listen to Drake, but I, you know, I noted that when I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, he's he's a good singer. Yeah. All right, no music for your weekend. So, woo woo. <laughs> the housekeeping's already here. Oh my god, they really need to get in here. In um, <laughs> housekeeping, um, uh, visit our website and check out our merchandise. The new. Uh, not affiliated with any particular fast food burger restaurant shirt, (laughs) strictly, strictly TBTL related and nothing to do with anything that might get us sued. Super fun. Also those middle-aged Momish 10 mugs are still going, so uh check them out and see what you see maybe you know another 10 who would like one of those the archive project continues as we said on the clip show the only reason we can do this clip show is because the work everybody's done so thank you very much and if you feel like you might want to take a crack at it send christy an email and she'll be happy to set you up Uh, buy some things from Amazon, any kitty litter, uh, or potty training products would be great on Amazon. Anything else that, uh, especially big ticket items, (laughs) but also all the small ticket items too. anything that you can do to kick a few pennies our way at littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon would be great. And on our sister podcast this week, earbuds and earworms, one hit blunders. Bands that you hate who have one song that you are ashamed that you love. So that should be a good show.
1: Okay, y'all get involved. Our website is little red com. You can also use throw your com, which we all know and love. Um, join us on Facebook. It's, it's not all t-shirt hot dog t-shirts and whatnot. Uh, you know, semi-pornographic hot dog t-shirts do not appear on our <laughs> Facebook page. Uh, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Uh, our voicemail or text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And with that, Meredith, why don't you get us out of here?
3: Until next time, this is The Next Party
0: we love you nightly
3: nailed it